Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. Well, we're getting down to our last three podcasts, and I must say, unfortunately, you're just going to hear my voice today. The gentleman I um, interviewed did not want to, he did not want to personally share his story. He wants it shared. He's hoping it'll help somebody, but he said he was just too nervous and too scared, and there was nothing I could say to make him do this, and I don't want to twist anybody's arm. I was grateful that he wanted to share his story, even though I already knew it. Um, and I think it would be so much better coming from him, but I'll do my best. It's it's going to be a, a short podcast because I'm not able to interview. It's just me talking. So um, the person who was supposed to be speaking today, everything I say is, you know, his words to me when he was younger. You know, he would drink with his friends, you know, when he's supposed to be in school, they would skip school and they would drink and smoke cigarettes and, you know, occasionally they get weed. And as he got older, you know, it was more alcohol and more weed. And he had little jobs here, little jobs there. Well, when he hit his 30s, he was blessed to patent something. And it brought big money in for him, big money. He went from making, you know, $15, $16 an hour to making like a half a million a year. So now comes the fast cars, the faster women, even though he had a whole wife at home, the faster women, the fast cars, and the bigger drugs. He graduated from the marijuana. Now he's doing cocaine. And loving the cocaine and said occasionally he would do crack. He would even do meth. Whatever drugs were at the party he was doing. Crashing vehicles, lost his wife because he couldn't be faithful, waking up in weird places. Uh, He had story after story that it would not do you any justice for me to share. So I'm sticking to the meat of the story. He hit rock bottom one day just hit rock bottom. He said he um, woke up in jail and had totaled his car, hit somebody else. Um, The person was okay, but he didn't remember getting arrested or anything. And he spent some days in jail. He got out. No charges now other than the reckless driving. And he said he went home and he looked and his house was in shambles. You know, everything was tossed up. He had just been living like a rock star that was filthy. (laughs) He said his entire house looked like a garbage can. No wife. His kids were gone. He couldn't even remember the last time he spoke to his wife, seen his kids, nothing. He could not recall anything. And he decided at that moment to straighten up his life. Well, saying you're going to straighten up your life and you have money and you don't change your friends just means I feel bad because I'm sober and I'm going to go back to party. And as soon as they come over, and that's exactly what he did, and he continued to do cocaine, his drug of choice, and just enjoy his life. He said he was having fun and he just decided after that it is what it is. 
I'll send money for the kids and the ex-wife, and I just want to have fun. And he kept having fun. And he kept having fun until he wasn't making money anymore. He lost um, the one person he was working for with his patent. They bought him out or something like that. Um, I, I didn't write it down right, but I'm just going to say they bought him out, gave him a lump sum of money. He went through that money, he said, quicker than you could turn around twice and say boo. It was gone. So now, here he is, a drug addict, with a house he's going to lose because he can't pay the bills, a car he's going to lose because he can't pay the bills, rock bottom. He spent all his money. He had nothing anywhere. So now he's got to go back into the world as a drug addict. He never went to go seek help, ever. Anyway, fast forward, um, he's still able, you know, he gets another job, nine to five, and he's working for back to $15 an hour, but he's still managing to get his drugs on the side. He can't get his drug of choice anymore, so he's settling for whatever he can get his hands on. And he's doing this and doing this. Then he meets his next wife. His next wife is no nonsense. She, he never tells her about his drug habit. He ends up sneaking to do drugs. They moved away from the city he lived in. And the city he lived in is where his drug dealer lived in. So as long as he was gone, he was able to maintain without getting his drugs. But the minute he had to come back to the city to see his family, he was doing those drugs minus his wife because she never came back with him. So what happens? One day he gets into it with a friend and his wife is there. It's at a, a, a function. And the friend says to him, I can never get upset with a crackhead. Let me go get you some crack and make you happy because I'm not wasting my time on a crackhead. And they're going back at it and back at it. And his wife is hearing all this. Comes out later, he has to tell his wife that he's been on drugs for more than 12 years. She threatens to leave him. Not let me get you help or what can we do. She threatens to leave him, which gives him more anxiety. So of course he's sneaking off more to do drugs. He fast forwarded it on me here and said that they moved even further away and he was trying to do the right thing, but he gave up one drug for another when he couldn't get the cocaine anymore. And he said he could go a month or two without any. He was cheating on his wife. He said he had to get this heroic feeling from one place or another. If it wasn't the drugs, it had to be women. Now, in his words, I'm not the most attractive guy, so I've got to offer something. So, of course, I'm taking my few dollars, not paying my bills on time to be able to pay these girls. Even though it's the same girl, they're not prostitutes, but hey, I got to waive something. You know, they're like, oh, I need a bill paid. Well, I need something too. I'll pay your bill. You do this for me. So now he's got to pay for a hotel room because some of these women are married themselves to give these women a few dollars to have sex with them. What happens? Somebody called him out again. He was able to lie his way out of it this time with his wife, but his wife let him know. 
We're struggling. I am doing way too much to pay bills. What are you doing with your money? Are you on these drugs? He lied, 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 lied. Right. The reason I wanted him on the show, you guys, is to show you. Eventually, he woke up one day and he thought, I don't want to be in this place anymore. I don't want to do this. I want to stop lying. I want to stop doing drugs. I want to stop cheating. I want to be a better person. So he joined a church. It didn't happen that fast. He met somebody who was talking to him about God and God forgives. And he was like, yeah, but God wouldn't forgive. And he started saying things that were his life, but he wasn't telling that person he was talking about himself. And that person said, you'd be surprised, brother, what God will forgive. Even a Cuban like me that used to beat my wife and cheat on my wife and do drugs, he even forgives me. And he said that was an eye opener for him. So he goes to this church. He said he cried through the whole service and couldn't wait to come back and couldn't wait to come back. And now he's going to church. He's not thinking about the other women. He's got another vice. It's Lord. It's God. It's our Savior. It's Jesus Christ. He's going to church. He is listening. He's not doing drugs. He's not cheating. His wife's going to church with him. His, his, him and his new wife have a child together. So the baby's going to church and they're being a family. He gets this other job and he meets me, which is just a bonus ching. And he goes back home to his country. He, he is Cuban. And um, he said there he had no desire to go be with any of the friends he used to hang with because they were all doing the same things worse. They used to smoke weed together and drink, and now they're doing the harder drugs. None of them were working. And he just wanted to talk to them about the goodness of the Lord, how God forgives. He got laughed at. But he said, it's okay because one day they'll come around and he wants to be there for them when they do. He came back here. He got, well, like I said, he got a job, went from $15 an hour to whatever, because he makes 67000 annually now. His wife got a better paying job. She was only making twelve or something. Now she's making forty-five. So now they're able to maintain. Between the two of them, they're making over 100000 he said all this because he found God. And with him finding God, he found why he was doing the things he was doing in the first place. He has an addictive personality. It runs in his family. His father was an alcoholic. His grandfather was an alcoholic. His father um, was a drug dealer and an alcoholic. And he said it was generational, and he did not want to pass that down to his son. But more than that, he wants to show people, even somebody like me, even somebody like me could do better, get better, and be blessed by God, be saved. He said he has no desire. He said he struggles sometimes with the women, but he hasn't cheated, and he has no real desire to do any drugs. He, he smokes now like a chimney. And he said now that's his next thing to pray his way out of um, the cigarettes. But he knows he has an addictive behavior. Personality, excuse me. What I wanted as a bottom line is to tell you guys, no matter what your vice is, 
there's always hope. There's always a better tomorrow. All you have to do is pray and ask for it. I know these aren't religious <laughs> podcasts, but I promise you, I'm telling nothing but the truth. God forgives. He forgives. He gave up so much. Jesus gave up so much so we could have a better life. And all we got to do is say, please forgive me. And you're forgiven. You know, I'm, I'm so proud of him. And I really wish I could have gotten him to tell his story. But like I said, I'm not twisting any arms. And I'm grateful he's allowing me to share his story. So you guys, you know, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through, keep your head up. There is hope for a better tomorrow. I've witnessed it in other people and I've even witnessed it in myself. I've never done drugs, never been a sex addict. I don't smoke. I barely ever drink, but I have my own vices. Believe me, you guys, if you go back and listen to some of my earlier podcasts, you'll hear. I wasn't a forgiving person. Didn't know why. I could be very mean. Didn't know why I would be so mean and, and combative. Um, just my own vices. And I don't consider my vices any better or worse than his. I honestly don't. An issue is an issue. And I found the same way to get out of my issues that he did. Prayer. It'll fix it every time. All right, you guys. Um, have a beautiful night. I really wish I could have brought the podcast, but it's okay. I'm going to make up for it tomorrow. I have a podcast with a guest tomorrow, which is my one-year podcast anniversary. All right. Have a wonderful night, and you know how to find me, sonya.mcqueen69 at outlook.com.